More Than a Movie is back with season two. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Listen to more than a movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hello, acclaimed comics writer and notorious Scott Summers hater, Rosie Knight. Well, hello, Emmy-winning podcaster and totally unbiased Targaryen royal supporter, Jason Concepcion. Somehow the X-Ray Vision podcast has returned. And like always, we'll be here every week. You'll hear from TV writers, actors, comics creators, pop culture critics. Nothing is off the table. Listen to X-Ray Vision on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kibi Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's Rappaport's Reality Reality Podcast. Podcast. We have a passion for reality TV, and we're inviting you into our living room. We're dissecting the drama, and we're giving praise to the single greatest form of entertainment on television today. That is right. Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television today. Listen to Rappaport's Reality starting May 8th on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. There is a showdown that is taking place literally at the southern border. It is between the Republicans when it comes to the issue of funding and Democrats who are refusing to secure the border. The new Speaker of the House, Speaker Johnson, went to the southern border, something that the Democrats refused to do, certainly. That one main Democrat who was supposed to be the border czar, the Vice President, Kamala Harris. Now, I'm going to deal with all that in a moment. But first, there's something else that I want you to know about that's just broken. And it deals with Hunter Biden, his artwork, and who's been buying that artwork, and massive corruption that is now being exposed. This is coming from the New York Sun. The headline, Hunter Biden's art patron, her grandniece released from captivity, will be key witness as GOP seeks to prove influence peddling scheme. Now, let me explain that headline for you just a little bit. When there were Americans that were taken hostage on that attack by Hamas on Israel, there were multiple Americans that were taken. There was one American that was released right away, the first American to be released, and we found out that it was the grandniece of a investor, right? Someone who had bought Hunter Biden artwork and also had direct ties to Joe Biden Hunter Biden and the Biden crime family. The purchaser of paintings by Hunter Biden, Elizabeth Hirsch, also served as a senior fundraiser for the 2020 presidential campaign of Joe Biden. She was rewarded for that fundraising as a senior fundraiser with a seat on the prestigious commission for the preservation of America's heritage abroad. Now, these types of seats are usually filled by different people that work with a politician, raise money for a politician, and do all these things for people to get elected. And this is kind of their thank you and how it works. Now, let me get into this so you understand just how shocking all these details are. So this prominent Democratic Party donor, she knew how to play the game. She understood that she needed to raise money for the presidential campaign to get a prominent job, and then to get other favors, she needed to purchase art from Hunter Biden. 
Elizabeth Hirsch is expected now to be a key witness. And this makes sense because the House impeachment investigators in the new year are saying they're going to try to prove the existence of an influence peddling machine between the private sector. Now, Elizabeth's lawyers previously told Congress in response to a subpoena from the Oversight Committee chairman, Congressman James Comer, that she could not testify because her grand niece had been kidnapped by Hamas on October the 7th. The child, fast forward, was the very first American to be released in late November. During that brief ceasefire and hostages for prisoner exchange with Israel. So, bam, you buy artwork and that's apparently what it costs to get your uh, family member out from being a hostage from Hamas. Pretty impressive, right? Great return on your investment. Not only that. But uh, Elizabeth is is the the heir to a garment and real estate mogul fortune. She served as a finance committee member for both the Clinton Hillary Clinton 2016 campaign and as a senior finance chair for the Biden 2020 campaign. She was also a deputy finance chair for the Democratic National Committee. So she understands this game, folks. She understands that to keep her influence, buying artwork from Hunter Biden was a great way of doing it. In fact, she was no different than what they were doing in Russia, Romania, Ukraine, and in communist China. You buy art or you hire Hunter Biden for a job that, he doesn't do, and then you get access to the big guy. Here's something else that you need to understand. When she was unmasked as a patron of Mr. Biden's lucrative career as a self-trained artist, Insider, again, first reported that Elizabeth had purchased up to a half a million dollars worth of artwork from the first son whose powerful and impactful Paintings, this is how they describe them at the gallery, range from photogenic to mixed media to the abstract. Now, according to the gallery, which marketed this artwork at prices that many art experts have come out publicly and said were insanely high for, one, someone that was never in the business, and two, a self-trained artist at the beginning of their career, Fetching a half million dollars or more for artwork, this is what the, by the way, the United States government warned about as a way to, to, to basically clean money, to bribe people, uh, to wash money is because art is right worth what the, the, the purchaser's willing to pay. It's all in the eye of the beholder. And this is a way to clean money and launder money is through artwork. We've known this now for a long time. Also jewelry. They, the, in fact, the IRS even warned of this being a way to funnel money a, a, through jewelry and through artwork because who are you to say that Hunter Biden's piece of art isn't worth actually a half a million dollars? Well, art experts say this is insane. So you go from that to July of 2022. All right. So, so, so rewind about a year and a half. The president of the United States of America appointed this woman to the prestigious commission for the preservation of America's heritage abroad. It's an American 
body chaired by television celebrity star Jones, okay, that focuses on protecting Jewish heritage sites in Eastern Europe. It's not clear if this woman appointment came before or after the purchase of Hunter Biden's art. So the committee chairman leading the investigation, a good friend of the show, James Comer, said, all right, we want to know. When the art was purchased, we, we have simple questions that we like to raise and we have committee concerns here. And this should not be hard to answer these questions. Now, this is, I think, clear examples of the Biden's influence peddling. That's exactly, by the way, what James Comer said. And that's why Comer subpoenaed Elizabeth to, def- to appear before this deposition before his committee after these reports disclose that she was one of Mr. Biden's biggest spending art patrons. Now, the lawyers for Elizabeth, Jason Abel, and a spokesman for the House Oversight Committee have not returned requests for comments from the New York Sun on this. Quote, the facts remain that Elizabeth's amenity regarding her purchase of Hunter Biden's art is no more and her position on the prestigious commission within the Biden administration raises the committee's concerns. That is what Mr. Comer wrote to her lawyer on November the 9th. Quote, today, your client has refused to provide any of the requested information. The committee, therefore, intends to question her, among other things, about her purchase of Hunter Biden's artwork and her appointment to the U.S. Commission for the Preservation of America's Heritage Abroad. Now, Democrats, of course, are coming out slamming Mr. Comer for issuing the subpoena while the woman was under, quote, duress because her then three-year-old grandniece had been kidnapped by Hamas after her parents were killed in southern Israel on October the 7th. They said this is just flat out wrong and you shouldn't be getting her to ask questions. Well, my question is this. Now, can she answer questions? Can she answer questions this time since her niece was the only American to get out during that prisoner swap? The first American to get out during that ceasefire and prisoner swap. That's the question we should be asking. Comics writer and notorious Scott Summers hater, Rosie Knight. Well, hello, Emmy-winning podcaster and totally unbiased Targaryen royal supporter, Jason Concepcion. Rosie, somehow the X-Ray Vision podcast has returned. It feels so good. It does. And like always, we'll be here every week covering the wide world of TV, movies, comics, and geek culture. That's right. We'll be talking about Batman, heroes of that stature, and of course... We'll be inviting our friends in the industry to come geek out with us and share stories. We'll hear from TV writers, from actors, comics creators, pop culture critics, and more. Nothing is off the table because geek culture is pop culture. And we can't wait to share our love of it all with you every single week. Listen to X-Ray Vision on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. 
I'm Jack Armstrong. He's Joe Getty. We're the Armstrong and Getty Show. We cover the stories the mainstream media ignores. Stories that are important to your life and important to the world. The election, of course. The many trials of Donald Trump. Couple of wars. Gender-bending madness. Why are kids looking at so much social media? And we bring you the stories the mainstream media is on. But we do it without the left-wing media spin. Listen to Armstrong and Getty On Demand on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Armstrong and Getty Show to start listening. More Than a Movie is back with season two of the award-winning film podcast, and this time with a lot more movies. I'm your host, Alex Fumero, and each week I'm going to talk to the people behind some of my favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the OG spy kid, Alexa Penavega. You had Carlo Gugino, who's the coolest mom ever. You had Antonio, who's handsome, amazing, charismatic. And then Carvin and Juni. I felt like a lot of other kids felt like this could be me. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Every episode will feature interviews with the biggest actors, directors, writers, and producers behind your favorite films and tap into the history of Latinos in film. Listen to More Than a Movie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. You also have um, Mr. Burgess, who has been overseeing the sale of Hunter's paintings. We also now know that he will be called to testify before the House Oversight Committee as well. This on top of Elizabeth, this Los Angeles real estate developer who paid big bucks for Hunter's paintings. And also facing new subpoenas will be Hunter's business associates, Eric Swearin, and a Chinese businessman, uh, Mr. Yan. Now, let me go through this part so you understand. As the House Republicans are starting to connect these dots, they're basically saying one consistent theme. These are not art collectors that are buying this artwork. These are people that are buying access and are involved in democratic politics. Now, I go, go back to Elizabeth and what I said about her a moment ago. She's a 2016 mega bundler for Hillary Clinton. She's a bundler for the Democratic National Committee. She's a bundler, uh, a mega donor and, and fundraiser for Joe Biden in 2020. Like, this is not an art person. This is a political person who's buying art that is directly connected to the political world that she wants to exist in. So look at George uh, Burgess, who's been overseeing the sale of Hunter's paintings. He should be called, by the way, to testify before the House Oversight Committee. And the reason why is because he knows who's buying all of this artwork. These four new congressional summons come on the heels of two unprecedented subpoenas to Joe's family, including his son Hunter and brother James. And remember, Hunter Biden didn't show up for that, right? He showed up to Capitol Hill. He did the press conference, said he was a drug addict, made some bad decisions with his money, but he did nothing wrong, and leave him alone and stop harassing him, yada, yada, yada. That didn't work very well. It backfired. There are new uh, indictments against Hunter Biden. That makes the case against him uh, even stronger for Republicans to accelerate their impeachment probe into Joe Biden and his alleged links to his family's shady business dealings. Now, I, I go back to the same question I ask over and over again when I'm when I'm doing the, you know this show and on TV uh, and on Fox Today. There's a simple question we should all ask: What 
was Hunter Biden selling? What was the product? Is he an expert in art? No. Is he an expert in oil? No. Is he an expert in gas? No. Is he an expert in foreign uh, investments? No. Is he an expert in foreign banking? No. Is he an expert in China? No. Is he an expert in anything in Ukraine? No. Is he an expert in anything in Russia? No. Anything expert in anything in Romania? No. Does he even speak those languages from what we understand? No. So what was the product that Hunter Biden was being paid tens of millions of dollars to provide to these bad actors? The product was his dad. That's the product. James Comer understands this. James Comer, who has slammed um, the, the Biden crime family for refusing to answer these questions. And, of course, Democrats always play, you know, the, the what about is. And they're like, well, poor Elizabeth. You know, how dare they uh, subpoena her while there's a three-year-old child that's been, uh, you know, that's been taken hostage. Uh, and, and somehow this is all the fault of Republicans, not Democrats, right? Representative Dan Goldman, who's basically an acting attorney for the Biden crime family. He's a Democrat from New York. He went on X Twitter and said, Elizabeth's three-year-old niece is currently being held hostage by Hamas, yet James Comer is spending his time subpoenaing a private, subpoenaing a private citizen. As part of his wild goose chase, rather than working to return her family from captivity. This is a new low from House Republicans. Okay. A, she was returned. B, she was put clearly to the front of the line over other Americans. And C, you can do two things at once. There is no reason why this should have been an excuse for her not to answer questions. But even if you say it was inappropriate and wrong, let's say I agree with that for a second hypothetically, which I don't. But let's say I do. Now that the three-year-old's been returned, then shouldn't she have to answer these questions now? Now, the committee, by the way, is also, and this is another aspect of this, they're also requesting interviews with AmeriCorps Health Trustee Carol Fox, a business associate, Joey Langston, a Ukrainian-American businessman and longtime donor to Joe Biden, uh, and an associate of them uh, of theirs as well, Jason Galenis. The House Oversight Committee, they say, we're, we're leaving no stone unturned as we continue to investigate President Joe Biden's, quote, central role in his family's domestic and international business dealings. Now, in July of, of 2022, eight months after Hunter's exhibition opened in New York, Joe Biden then appointed, as I mentioned earlier, Elizabeth to the Committee for the Preservation of America's Heritage Abroad. It's not clear whether she had already purchased the artwork. That's a question they should be able to answer. And that's a question you shouldn't have to subpoena her to get the answer. Because if this is not nefarious, and she's genuinely just an art collector, you would think that the timing of that buying that art wouldn't matter. So tell us when you bought that art. Now, the White House, by the way, is involved heavily in this art. Let me explain what I mean by that. The White House announced that a team of lawyers had, quote, reviewed the sales and kept purchasers anonymous from Hunter Biden as a way to avoid potential conflicts of interest when buyers handed hefty sale prices to the president's son. If anybody believes that, you're an idiot. Swearin, who's Hunter's longtime business partner at Rosemont Seneca, we also found out during the same time period, visited the White House more than 27 times during the Obama administration, so the lie that Joe Biden was not involved in his son's business dealings, there's 27 meetings that say that's not true. 
Now, membership of the commission that this woman was appointed to is unpaid, right? And it wasn't about the money. It's about prestige. It's filled by friends and close allies and fundraisers of the president of the United States of America, much like ambassadorships. So she is prominent in California Democratic circles. She's given max donations to the Biden campaign personally. She's donated uh, max donations to the Democratic National Committee last year. Last year, she hosted a fundraiser that was headlined by Vice President Kamala Harris. And it's also not clear how much money she actually paid for Hunter's art. Now, we also have found this out. One single purchaser spent 800 and 75000 on 11 of Hunter's paintings, through the, though the identity of that person is, quote, unclear. The buyer apparently does not reside in New York and is listed as out of state in the purchasing documents obtained by Insider. The gallery receives a 40 to 45% commission on the total $1.379 million in sales. Now, the new subpoenas come after Comer's. Uh, James Comer slapped Hunter and James Biden with subpoenas as part of the Republican impeachment investigation to the Biden family business dealings. The committee has requested that Hunter Biden come in on December the 13th. Obviously, he refused to appear. And Hunter's attorney, Abe Lowe, said in a statement, the president's son would, quote, comply with the subpoena. He called it a political stunt at the time and said, nevertheless, Hunter is eager to have the opportunity in public forum, in a public forum, and at the right time to discuss these matters with the committee. Well, we know now they said, no, we want a subpoena, we want a deposition from you. The same type of deposition that you got out of Donald Trump's children when he was the president. Never forget that. Comics writer and notorious Scott Summers hater, Rosie Knight. Well, hello, Emmy-winning podcaster and totally unbiased Targaryen royal supporter, Jason Concepcion. Rosie, somehow the X-Ray Vision podcast has returned. It feels so good. It does. And like always, we'll be here every week covering the wide world of TV, movies, comics, and geek culture. That's right. We'll be talking about Batman, heroes of that stature, and of course... We'll be inviting our friends in the industry to come geek out with us and share stories. We'll hear from TV writers, from actors, comics creators, pop culture critics, and more. Nothing is off the table because geek culture is pop culture. And we can't wait to share our love of it all with you every single week. Listen to X-Ray Vision on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Jack Armstrong. He's Joe Getty. We're the Armstrong and Getty Show. We cover the stories the mainstream media ignores. The stories that are important to your life and important to the world. The election, of course. The many trials of Donald Trump. Couple of wars. Gender-bending madness. Why are kids looking at so much social media? And we bring you the stories the mainstream media is on. But we do it without the left-wing media spin. Listen to Armstrong and Getty On Demand on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Armstrong and Getty Show to start listening. More Than a Movie is back with season two of the award-winning film podcast, and this time with a lot more movies. I'm your host, Alex Fumero, and each week I'm going to talk to the people behind some of my favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny. 
the warmth of Fredo and the coldness of Michael. To the OG spy kid, Alexa Penavega. You had Carlo Gugino, who's the coolest mom ever. You had Antonio, who's handsome, amazing, charismatic. And then Carmen and Juni. I felt like a lot of other kids felt like this could be me. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Every episode will feature interviews with the biggest actors, directors, writers, and producers behind your favorite films and tap into the history of Latinos in film. Listen to More Than a Movie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Republicans need to put their head down on this, and they need to go full speed ahead, and they need to stop at nothing to get these answers. This is important. And it should be treated that way. Now, I want to move to the border as well because I want you to hear what Speaker Johnson said as he visited the border with a delegation. A lot of Republicans went down to the border and he was asked a question by the media. This is that the border is completely out of control. Uh, There was more than 50,000 illegal immigrants that came across the southern border this past weekend, the New Year's weekend, from the numbers that we've received. And I want you to hear the question that was asked of the speaker. Listen carefully. Allie Bradley here with News Nation. I'm wondering, we've seen over 7 million people encountered under this administration. Many of them have been released into our country with notices to appear. DHS has even said that many of them don't qualify for asylum. Just last month, we saw 302,000 encounters, 245,000 of them released with an NTA. Should a Republican win of the election here coming up, would the Republican Party be in favor of mass deportations? And what does that look like? Um, are we going door to door? Are you going into businesses? What would that look like if the Republican Party supports? I can tell you it's a very complicated, complex issue just finding those people. You heard Representative uh, Van Dyne say earlier, tragically, nearly 100,000 undocumented uh, uh, children who were unaccompanied, who came across the border, unaccompanied minors, have been lost into the system. The, the, the administration has lost track of these children after they've been released. The, these people are given a notice to return for an immigration hearing. Sometimes it's four years into the future. They don't show up. A very tiny percentage show up. So the first problem would be even identifying all these people. The point is, the longer we wait, the longer we delay the closure and securing of this border, the greater the crisis and the problem. We don't have a specific prescription uh, yet that we're proposing because we haven't gotten to that point. But I do believe, in large measure, because of this issue, I do think that we're going to have a change in the White House. I think we're going to have a Republican president. I think we're going to win the Senate, and we're going to expand the majority in the House as well. Now, the question there, if a Republican wins in 2024, would the GOP be in favor of mass deportation of illegal immigrants? Uh, He says we haven't gotten to that point. I think you should have answered that question and said yes. Absolutely. There is no way that we're going to reward people coming across our southern border uh, by giving them the American dream after they break our laws. Absolutely not. I, I don't believe that. Now, there is some good news here, and that is this. We also know now that the House Homeland Security Committee Chairman Mark Green has come out announcing an impeachment hearing finally against Mayorkas. Next week, saying the greatest domestic threat to the national security and the safety of the American people is Secretary Alejandro Mayorkas. He is right, by the way, to say that that way. He's absolutely right to call them out, and he should have done it a long time ago. Now, while as while this is happening, all right, their Democrats are going in the opposite direction. 
California, starting January 1, is now off offering full health insurance to illegal immigrants in California. This is insane. Now, let me remind you what California just did. California and Gavin Newsom actually had a $97 billion budget surplus. Okay, so that's $97 billion that they overtaxed the people of California. What did they do? Once they saw they had a $97 billion budget surplus, they blew it immediately. California, not only did they blow the $97 billion surplus, but they now have a $68 billion budget deficit. $165 billion budget swing, and there is not one single thing that California Democrats can point to that is actually good for the American people or the citizens. Instead, they're giving away health insurance to illegal immigrants that are flooding across the border. Listen to this from Fox Business. We told you about California becoming the first state to offer health insurance to all undocumented migrants. Joining me now is the mayor of El Cajon in California. His name is Bill Wells. Your Honor, are the people in your city having to pay for this? The people in San Diego County are obviously having to pay for this. I mean, we're, we're seeing 70,000 people come across the border in the last three months. You know, we're going to see 750,000 people be added to the health rolls through Medi-Cal uh, in, in California alone. California is already almost $80 billion in the hole. So this is definitely going to hurt everybody. And, you know, I want to talk about basic fairness. Okay. Oh, go ahead. I, no, no, go ahead. You want to talk about fairness. I'm interested in that. Make your point. Uh, well, basic fairness, you know, California is so expensive, but in San Diego County, where I live, is the most expensive place to live in the entire nation. Our energy rates are the most expensive. Our gas rates are the most expensive. And now you're going to add on the cost of paying for all this health care when people that are working and that, that are citizens of, of America and citizens of, of California are having a great dif difficulty finding the money to pay for their health insurance and even their home insurance. So it's, California is a very difficult place to live, and it's just going to make it worse. Yeah, it is going to make it a lot worse. And they know this, and they don't care because they're putting illegal immigrants on purpose, ahead of American citizens, trying to destroy that state and bankrupt that state. And the reason why is because they want to fundamentally remake the United States of America. They don't like it. They don't like that people are successful here. They don't like that we are a, a, a place that actually has laws. All right. Now, the White House finally having to come out and defend Mayorkas, who is going to be uh, have this impeachment inquiry for him clearly not doing his job, not protecting this country, allowing for a wide open border with seven million illegal immigrants who come across and more people that were caught on the terrorist watch list last year in the last five years combined. White House press secretary had this to say when she was asked about the administration. Do they stand behind him? Um, the House Committee is moving ahead with impeachment proceedings against Secretary Mayorkas. There's a hearing scheduled for next week, so I'd just like to get the White House response. And also, just to clarify, does, this, does the President still have confidence in the Secretary? Absolutely. The President has confidence in the Secretary. I think, and, and I've, I've said this moments ago, I said it at the top as well, we believe that um, what they're doing, the House Republicans are doing uh, with this imp impeachment inquiry is baseless. Uh, we believe that uh, it's a political stunt, and, and we believe there's, not, there's no time for that right now. There are things that the American people want us to get done.
and that's what they should focus on. Uh, and uh, and you know, it is it is unfortunate that this is where the House Republicans that's the road that they want to go down uh, with this impeachment proceeding. That is really unfortunate. When the American people have been very clear, they want us to see it. They want us to work in a bipartisan way to get things done for them, and that's what the president wants. And that's what the president wants. He wants to get things done. President also coming out lying uh, at the White House as he's walking into the White House from another, I guess, vacation. A reporter screams this question, quote, are you going to do anything about the southern border, Mr. President? Joe Biden responds with what? The reporter, the southern border. Are you going to do anything about it? The record number of migrants, also known as illegal immigrants. Biden Quote, we got to do something. They ought to give me the money I need to protect the border. That's just a lie. He has the authority and the money to do what he wants to do. Now, Democrats are hoping for a showdown financially. Sources coming out saying the Senate border negotiators are, quote, far from a deal. Democrats like Chuck Schumer love this. Here's what Schumer had to say on Capitol Hill today. When the House clings to H.R. 2 as the only solution which every Democrat has voted against, I believe both House and Senate, certainly every senator voted, every Democratic senator voted against it. I think every Democratic House member voted against it as well. If not, it was almost everyone. Um, We're not going to get a deal. But I think that if we pass something in the Senate, and look, we're working hard to get that done, but as I said, it's hard. It's hard. We're not going to get it done. We're far from a deal, but we're going to get it done. We're going to get it done since when? Right? I I, I mean, since when? That's the big question here. CNN had a grand debate about this earlier as well. Is what are they what are they doing? Is the House Republicans that the headline says the bottom of the screen says House Republicans look to put Biden on defense with a border visit. Listen to this from C and this is even CNN saying this now. And Priscilla, you talk to Biden officials all day long, every day. They are very well aware of how big of a problem, first and foremost, just the substance of what we're talking about. And let's just set the table. You heard Ed talk about December. We don't have the official numbers yet, but it looks like uh, they are the highest uh, on record, the number of migrants coming from the Mexican border. Just in perspective, let's look at what we've seen in the past. 2014, we thought it was pretty high then, not even 500,000. 2019, not even a million. 2023, 2.6 million. Here's what the Biden administration is up against. Record migration across the Western Hemisphere. They're right on that point. After the coronavirus pandemic, many thousands of people started moving north because they their economies had downturn after the pandemic. But having covered this for a while, but also since the beginning of the Biden administration, they never were able to quite dig out of the unaccompanied children surge of 2021. The president came in with this big, ambitious immigration agenda, and boom, right away, we saw a surge at the border, and they had to scramble to respond to it. After those few months, they never were able to quite seize the message on the border anymore. And instead, there were sort of these constant surges that kept coming up and kept putting them in this rapid response mode. Mm -hmm. And they haven't really been able to come out of that time. And so in all of that, Republicans have been able to seize on it. Texas Governor Greg Abbott decided to send migrants to Democratic-led cities. And frankly, it kind of worked because mm-hmm. all of those cities are slamming the White House. And it has started to almost change. And I'm curious to hear David's thoughts on this. 
the Democratic Party's position on immigration. This is not the same party that it was in 2021 when it comes to this yeah. issue. They have started to move in a more moderate direction. And, and I they have started to move in a more moderate direction. Wait, did you hear CNN just say that it actually worked the move to make the border crisis issue a, a issue in every sanctuary city where Democrats said, oh, we're welcoming as long as they're not here. Look at what's happening in New York City. Look at what's happening in San Francisco. Look at what's happening in Baltimore. Look at what's happening in Washington, D.C. And all over the country, these Democratic-run cities, look at what is happening. It is truly amazing. I love this. This is amazing to me. I want to make that this is we if if we actually hold the line here and don't flinch, we can actually get some real reform. If we flinch, it's going to be game over. And Democrats think that Republicans are dumb enough to flinch. They think we're going to screw it up. That is their gut here. That's what they believe. Don't forget, share this podcast with your family and your friends wherever you get your podcasts. I'll keep you updated on this border issue. Please write us a five-star review. Hit that follow button if you're listening on Apple. We would greatly appreciate that. And we'll see you back here tomorrow. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. More Than a Movie is back with Season 2. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts. Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Listen to more than a movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hello, acclaimed comics writer and notorious Scott Summers hater, Rosie Knight. Well, hello, Emmy-winning podcaster and totally unbiased Targaryen royal supporter, Jason Concepcion. Somehow the X-Ray Vision podcast has returned. And like always, we'll be here every week. You'll hear from TV writers, actors, comics creators, pop culture critics. Nothing is off the table. Listen to X-Ray Vision on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.